you know, I actually hate that I have to record an episode on this. I wish that we weren't here. And most of all, I really wish that it wasn't so heavy right now in the world. I mean, seriously, there is so much going on. But here we are. And I'm hearing from so many of you that you're feeling it too. You're frustrated. You're struggling. You're tired. You're anxious, afraid, and unsure of what's coming up next. And in the middle of all this uncertainty, you're still expected to do your job, to run your business, to be a mom, to be a leader, not to mention to take care of what you need and want, which matters too. I want to start by saying this. I know that there is a lot of struggle out there right now. My intention is not to minimize the hurt, the grief, or the stress that you are experiencing. It is real, it is valid, and it matters. You matter. This episode is here to share 11 ways that you can start to thrive even during this difficult and uncertain time. To be super frank and clear and upfront, This is not about toxic positivity, and I'll talk about that more. This isn't about pretending that this crap isn't happening all around you or that it isn't hard. My promise to you is this. By the end of this episode, you're going to be able to take a deep breath and give yourself some grace. You are going to have some ideas on how you can do both. Both address and express the concerns and emotions and the grief that you're feeling And also proactively and intentionally find ways to feel more of the good things in your life because they're still there. You should know if you don't already, (laughs) I'm an eternal optimist, a rose-colored glasses kind of girl here. So while I know that there are hardships and I acknowledge them, I want you to do the same. It's important they do the same. I also know that you come to me, you come to my podcast, you come to my community for authenticity for realness from me, for honest conversations, and also for positivity and light and optimism and leadership on how to do that. So that's what this episode is about, helping you to navigate this messy and uncertain and these painful times while also moving through to where you can feel, you know, first of all, somewhat normal and also excited about things and grateful to feel calm and rested connected to those things and those people that do matter. And most of all, you can feel present to what is. I want you to be in charge of what you can control. And that is your experience and the story that you are writing today and every day. While I can't change what's going on in the world, I hope that through sharing the things that have helped me, they can help you to leave this episode feeling more inspired, more kind to yourself and to others, and more positive even when things feel hard. Well, that's definitely a tall order, but I'm ready for it if you are. Let's get started. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. 
it's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Hey there, Golden Girl. Uh, Holy moly, things sure change fast, don't they, in the world? I'm recording this on November 19th, which I feel like I have to say, and by the way, this is 2020, and I feel like I have to say this because things are shifting and changing so fast. There's politics and a second wave of COVID and restrictions and who knows what else. Right now, I'm sitting at my desk looking out at beautiful Vancouver and things feel heavy. The conversations I'm having with my friends, with clients in our community, there's a lot going on. There is uncertainty over what the holidays are going to bring this year. What is Thanksgiving going to look like? What is Christmas going to look like? There is so much uncertainty for businesses and entrepreneurs. As a parent, I am so closely watching and really hoping that things are okay so that daycare and schools can stay open. I know a lot of a lot of things are happening. A lot of events are being canceled. Markets are being canceled. And none of us, nobody knows what the next few weeks or the next few months are going to hold. That's really why I want to create this episode, to share the tips that helped me when COVID first hit and things that I've done consistently in my life that I really believe me allows to be more resilient, more empowered, and positive. And I hope that it helps you do the same. Before I dive into all 11 tips that I got, I want to share and do a shout out to Cinderbit, who's from Canada. And Cinderbit left us an amazing review on Golden Girls Podcast on Apple. Uh, And this is what they say. It says, a breath of fresh air. I love this podcast. I love how Lisa blends her personal experiences and stories with actionable advice and tips. I learned something new from each and every episode. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Well, thanks, Cinderbit, and thanks to you for listening. I know everybody says this, every podcast host, but really, it helps so much. If you could please take a moment, if you're listening on Apple, go to Golden Girls Podcast, scroll down to the bottom, and click on the Leave a Written Review. That is how we do our shout-outs, and I would love to give you a shout-out too. Now, if you're not on Apple, and I know a lot of you aren't, here's what you can do instead. Share this with a friend. The next time you see that someone posts in a Facebook group or on the Facebook page and they're looking for podcast suggestions, please share this podcast, Golden Girls Podcast, with them. And thank you. This truly makes all the difference. We only get to grow. We only get to create this content. I only get to be here if you listen and you care and this is helping you. So thank you for helping us get the word out and for sharing it with other people who might find this helpful too. All right. So... I'm going to share 11 ways that you can thrive, but I want to say this too. If you want more on this, I actually created a free PDF that you can download and in it, it's got 50 ways that you can improve your life in 30 minutes or less. The link is in the show notes, lisamishow.com slash improve your life. And go ahead and download that. This is, you know, I'm going to give you some great piece of advice here. They're kind of bigger picture, but you can go get this PDF, print it out and make a commitment. Say, you know, for the next 50 days, I'm going to try one of these things every day. That's a really simple way that you can get some ideas, get your creativity going, and honestly, like not have to think about it all yourself because there's enough that you already have to think about. So go grab that download, 50 Ways to Improve Your Life in 30 Minutes or Less. Link in the show notes. You're going to love it. Let's do this, shall we? Here are 11 ways that you can thrive even during times of uncertainty, even when things are challenging. Number one, and I bet you were not expecting me to say this, (laughs) check in with yourself. You are your own best expert, my friend. I think it's so funny and also kind of sad 
how quick we are to listen to other people's advice or to go and Google something and to listen to other people's opinions and suggestions and ideas before we check in with ourselves. Let's disrupt that, shall we? If you were alive in 2020, which I'm assuming you are because you're listening to this, then you've been through some uncertainty. So check in with yourself. What would you advise someone else? What advice would you give? What worked well for you so far this year? What could you have done better or differently? This is, this is your chance to take that expertise and knowledge and experience that you have and apply it to your own life. I know that you are wise. I know that you have this knowledge already inside you, so trust it. Take a few moments and reflect. Maybe chat it with a friend or journal it out. What are the things that worked well and what are the things that haven't? And start to incorporate those and trust that you have great advice too. You've been through challenges. You've been through uncertainty. And even if you didn't, you know, thrive through it, maybe you just got through it. Well, you probably learned something. So take those lessons and apply them in your life starting now. That's where I want you to start, my friend. You know, I'm going to share 10 more things. Everything else though I share is seriously just a cherry on top. It is an extra layer on the wisdom that you already have. So trust that. Start there and go from there. Okay, now here is, you know, here's the cherries, I guess 10 cherries. That's a pretty good Sunday, I'd say. Here are the things that I would say on top of that. So number two, focus on what you can control. <laughs> there is a lot of stuff that we cannot control. Traffic, the economy, other people, even though we try, the government, a lot of things. What often causes stress and anxiety is that we spend too much time thinking about all the things that we can't control and overanalyzing and worrying about it and not enough time understanding what we can control and spending time being intentional about that. I read a super interesting article near the end of the, no, sorry, near the beginning of the pandemic that talked about why toilet paper was going out of stock, like why people were panic buying toilet paper. Now, of course, there was actually some factories that were running out of it, um, but and it's kind of easy now to look back and laugh or chalk it up to a meme and or maybe just get angry that someone hoarded all the toilet paper. I don't know how you feel about it, but <laughs> there's a lot of different things you could feel. What I read, though, in this article was really fascinating, and it talked about how buying the toilet paper was connected to this primal need that we all have, and that primal need is for us to be in control and to be able to do something about it. Here's the thing about toilet paper. It was relatively easy to buy. I mean, you had to stand in line and maybe there were limits, but like relatively easy to buy. You know where to find it. It's accessible for all of us. It's also relatively inexpensive for the number of rolls you get. And the psychologist in the article even mentioned that the size of toilet paper makes people feel better. You know, especially Costco. <laughs> if you've ever gotten the Costco pack of toilet paper, who am I kidding? Of course, you've gotten the toilet pack of Costco. Uh... That, because it's so big, it actually makes you feel even better because with a large product, there's an unconscious association that you're actually controlling something even more or even bigger. So people weren't, you know, hoarding the boxes of tea or the little things. They were going for something big and it was also cheap and also easy to access. So I thought this was really interesting because when you think about all that and you realize, you know, that we have this deep desire and deep need to be in control of something – it makes sense why toilet paper went there. You know, it's easy, it's affordable, and it came in large packages. So um, I think that that's, you know, A, kind of a funny thing. And B, it also just rem- is such a good reminder and powerful reminder that we all have desire for a certain level of control and certain desire of psychological safety. So I'm not telling you this to go out and buy all the toilet paper. In fact, please leave some for me and for your neighbor and for your friends. 
Instead, what I want you to do is think about that and think, okay, what are the things that you can control? And point your attention there. You can obviously control how much toilet paper you buy, but you can also, and more importantly, control things like your reaction, your behavior, your actions that you take. And I want you to focus on that. I'm going to give you more ideas in this episode, examples of what you can do. But literally anything that you can control, including toilet paper, clearly, it counts. So what I want you to do is think about what are the things that you do control and how can you be intentional with that? Maybe it is focusing on controlling what time you wake up in the morning, how much water you drink in the day, how you treat somebody next time you go to the store. Maybe it's how you pick up a phone. Are you doing it with a smile? When you're turning off your news channel and news app, we'll talk more about that. Yes, we will. These are the kinds of things that you can control and that is where I want you to focus right now. Number three, and this is where I'm not into toxic positivity. I understand that things are really hard. So I got to say this, here's the number three thing is that you have to feel your feelings. I cannot say this enough that toxic positivity, pretending like things are okay, trying to be tough through this whole thing without acknowledging how stressful, how hard this year has been, it is going to catch up with you. That is how burnout happens. There is a great book on this. It's actually called Burnout. Uh, The title, the book is like, it has the word burnout on a bunch of times. So I kind of call it burnout, 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 burnout. You'll see. I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, And I've got it literally on the way to my house. And this month is what we're giving away in Golden Girls community. I've also linked to one of the best podcast episodes I've ever listened to. And trust me, I've listened to a lot. It is an episode with Brene Brown and the authors of the book Burnout. And I want you guys to listen to it. Like after this episode, go listen to it. Go, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Now what they talk about in this episode, I'm going to give you a quick synopsis. They talk about why burnout is so common and the truth of it might surprise you. And let me... I've struggled sometimes to get my husband to understand the emotional side of things or understand why they're important, and this even helped my husband understand it. So you know it's good when he gets it. (laughs) Psychology and neuroscience are now proving what, I mean, ancient wisdom we've known for a long time, and that is that A, emotions are very real, and B, they need to be fully expressed and processed for us to move on. And when we don't do that, there's actually implications on our health, on our well-being, and, you know, spoiler alert, burnout happens. I'm not going to spoil the entire episode, so go listen to it because it's really good. But basically, just because a certain threat may have gone by, just because, you know, we've gone through the first wave and that's gone by, or maybe just because a um, certain loss happened in your life, or maybe you've lost a job or something has happened, just because that threat or that experience may be over, it doesn't mean that your your emotions are over. And in fact, it's necessary for your health, for your well-being long-term for you to process those emotions and for you to complete the emotional cycle. In the episode, they have some great ideas on how to do that. So I won't reiterate all that. And I'm going to share some of my own. And I was pleasantly surprised and not that surprised that a lot of things that I share that I've found to be really helpful for myself and for my clients were validated by the research they did in this book. So highly recommend grabbing it, going to listen to the episode um, because I think this matters. So this this whole thing is meant what I want you to get from this is to hear that your emotions matter and you need to feel your feelings. This is important because we are all feeling something, whether it is a fear of what is still to come, the fear of uncertainty. Maybe it's grief. Um, I know a lot of you guys have lost lost things this year. You've Maybe you've lost a loved one and I'm so sorry and I, I know this is out there and my heart just goes out to you. Maybe you're grieving 
having to cancel your wedding. Maybe you're grieving missing out on Thanksgiving or a holiday with your family that you were really looking forward to. Oh, this is, I just want to say, I think sometimes in this also, we start to tell ourselves that we shouldn't be upset about it or I should just be tough and go through it. And I want to share, I know, my own example. And even just sharing this, by the way, feels vulnerable for me because I'm like, are they going to judge me? Are they going to think I'm super privileged and out of touch? Which, you know what? I'm very blessed and very grateful. So let me say this. But I'm going to share with you one of the hardest things that hit me at the beginning of the pandemic that I share this because I want you to know that I had to process this grief and I'm sharing this so that you know that it's okay no matter how someone else might judge it as important or unimportant. What matters is that if you experienced it, that you process it and you allow it to be okay. Okay, you ready for what I really struggled with? It was the loss of a yoga studio. It was the yoga studio where I went and did prenatal classes, where I met one of the most amazing transformative women I've ever gotten to work with, um, and hopefully I'm going to have her on the podcast here soon. And it was the studio where Troy and I did prenatal yoga class before Sonoma was born, and when Sonoma was born, I went to the studio too, and that's where I met so many incredible mamas and babies and really built a community. And when I saw that they went out of business pretty much the first or second week of the pandemic, I was struck with grief. It sounds like such a first world problem, right? And it's super easy and tempting to just be like, oh, that's that's stupid or I should just be tough or that. Like there's worse things happening to other people. But those things actually just invalidate our emotions and they could have invalidated mine. And that's why I'm sharing this story with you is because I don't want you to invalidate your own emotions because they're real and they matter. I mean, my initial thought was like, okay, crying over a yoga studio, Lisa? I mean, how Vancouver can you be? But the truth is that this really did affect me and I needed to process it and I needed to allow myself to grieve. Telling yourself to be tough or that you're a baby or other people have worse problems than this, that doesn't serve you. So whatever it is that you're grieving, whether it is the loss of a loved one or the loss of a yoga studio or a favorite restaurant with memories, whether it is uncertainty or anxiety that you're feeling, it deserves to be processed and Please, my friend, don't let yourself – I think sometimes we're our own worst critics, so don't let yourself minimize this and don't let anyone else minimize it either. That's super important. Um, And remember, psychology and neuroscience back this up too as you'll hear about in the podcast and and read in the book. Some of my favorite ways to help process this, and you might have your own, so trust in yourself too. But crying, my gosh, like a good cry, isn't that the best? I also talk things out with uh, friends, coaches, Uh, therapists and give myself space, give myself time off and resting. I personally find journaling super helpful. Um, Working out actually like can really help. Um, One of my first coaches said to me, he's like, sweat or cry. Like you got to release those things with liquid. And uh, I do find that helps. And probably you found that too. Like after a really good workout, you feel better. Another uh, fascinating little tool that I want to share with you and it was from something that I learned at that yoga studio that I love from my trauma-informed yoga instructor is about shaking. And what this ties back to a pretty primal instinct. And if you look in, in wildlife, you'll see that a lot of times after an animal has been uh, someone's been attacking them and they've done, you know, the fight, flight or freeze, uh, in particular I believe the freeze reaction where they play dead. Once they wake up and they realize a threat is gone, so the threat is gone. There's no one no longer chasing them. Their body shakes and it's an instinctive reaction that happens in the wild. And that is the body processing 
that experience, that emotion. Like the – because our bodies literally go into flight or flight or freeze mode, right? Like that's a – it's a very real hormonal um, physiological response that we need to complete. So that actually happens in wildlife. And one of the things that I did with um, this amazing goddess of a trauma-informed yoga instructor and something that I've carried on is to shake. And it could be to Taylor Swift. It could be to some beautiful drum beats. It can be to the rain. But literally just taking two to five minutes and shaking your body however feels good, however feels right, it helps you release that trauma and release that stuck energy in your body. This sounds super woo, right? <laughs> um, I'm a big believer. If you don't already know this, I believe in the woo and the do. I believe that I believe in strategies and tactics and science and evidence. And I also believe that there's a lot of things that science doesn't yet understand and that emotions and the spiritual world, there's a lot that we can take away from that too. And often what I found is that what we learn about and talk about and teach about in the spiritual world is exactly the same as what we learn about and talk about in the very scientific uh, high performance realm, positive psychology, neuroscience realm. Like they're both very, very similar um, in maybe they use different language and different, you know, evidence quote, but the result is the same. And shaking is one of those things that's uh, been proven in a lot of, in a lot of different ways. Uh, so <laughs> shake it out, I guess. Uh, I wish I could just insert some T-Swift here for you guys to do it, but go ahead and shake yourself anytime. We actually do this sometimes in Golden Girls Community too. Uh, and when Sonoma and I are having a hard day, sometimes I'm literally like, okay, we need to just shake. Let's just let it out. And she's like, okay. And she, you know, she's two and a half. She gets it. She's so in tune with what her body needs and what feels good so much more than I am sometimes. So um, yeah, that's, that's my shaking tip. <laughs> my point here is don't stuff down your feelings. Work through them. Feel them. Process them. Listen to that podcast episode and go get the book, Burnout. Uh, like I said, on its way to me right now. I can't read to, wait to read the whole thing. And if you grab it, let me know what you think. Okay. So now we've talked about, you know, checking with yourself as your own best expert, focusing on what you can control, and feeling your feelings. Here we go. Real big one. And you already know I'm going to say this because you know you need to do it. And it is to limit your media exposure. I mean, you already know that reading the news all the time or watching the news or being on social media all day isn't helping. This is your friendly, loving, kick-in-the-butt reminder to limit it, especially right now. What you can do to do this, because I can, I know it feels like we need to know, we need to be on top of everything and understand what's going on. I invite you to ask yourself, how much do you, you really need to know to be informed and to make educated decisions and limit yourself to that? The truth is, and I'm so guilty of this, which is why I could talk about this, that I know that we often read things because it's like we think it's making us feel good, but in reality, it kind of makes us feel worse. Do you know you know what I'm talking about? So a lot of times I'll read things and I will never actually take action on it. I'm just reading it because it's like reinforcing a certain feeling that I'm already having that's bad. So what you need to figure out is what are the things that you actually need to know and make yourself or create a space and a container that you are only reading or accessing news or media that is going to make an impact. That means that you're actually going to take action on it. So there's a couple ways you can do this. Uh, maybe you choose to use one network to watch or listen to. 
Maybe choose one news app to read. You pick one time a day when you're going to check in. Uh, I know in my family, we did this at certain points. We had someone in our family be the designated news reporter for like the day or for the week in the household. You can take turns with a partner or even an extended your extended family or your group of friends and be like, look, we don't all need to be all reading all the news every day. So how about today? I'll update us if there's anything new happening that we all need to know about. Tomorrow you do it. You know, take turns on this. Like you don't have to do it. Um, you don't have to do it all. Set a timer on your phone on this. I've set really solid uh, guidelines of how much time I can spend on my news app and it shuts down between certain hours and that has been so helpful. Sometimes I totally cheat, I will be honest, but for the most part, when that comes up, it's a reminder to be like, okay, am I going to take action on what I read or am I just trying to entertain myself in some sick, weird way (laughs) or am I trying to like almost be more in fear? What am I trying to get out of this? And the truth is a lot of the times I'm not checking for decision-making purposes. Most of the times that's not happening. Um, And so that timer or the the blocking, the boundaries, they really do help me so that I don't just make myself feel worse. The reality is, you know, we all do need to be informed to a certain extent, but most of the news that we read or the media that we consume doesn't actually affect us on an everyday decision-making basis. You know that's true, right? And I want to totally call out the media here Man, I wish I could control them, but I can't. Um, but I believe it's actually causing a lot more harm than than it is good right now. It is, you know, we're in the middle of a health crisis, a global pandemic. It's important that we're healthy, right? And right now, a lot of what the media is doing is actually creating more fear, more stress, more anxiety, and that is decreasing your health, my health, and our health as a collective, while also taking our attention away from the things that do matter and are actually going to impact our health positively. Like I said, I wish I can control the media. I wish I can control the headlines, but I can't. One of those things I can't control. So in the interest of focusing what I on what I can control and what you can control, it is limiting our exposure to it. To be informed, know your boundaries, know your limit, and as the gambling slogan goes, <laughs> know your limit and I guess consume within it. All right, number five, be intentional and check in with how you want to feel then go do that thing. You're going to notice some of this advice is stuff you can really take on anytime. And this is one of the things I'm such a big advocate for. You guys know I am a lover of weekly planning, like obsessed with it. (laughs) And often weekly planning is fantastic. It's a great time frame. But I do believe that in times of uncertainty or periods of really rapid change or when things are really stressful or heavy, we need to be checking in way more often. For you, this might mean daily. And for some days or some, some of you, this might actually mean hourly. That's super simple. Don't overcomplicate this. Literally take a moment. Maybe when you're, maybe you create a habit around this the next time, every time you go to refill your water glass at work or every time you go to the bathroom, you check in and you say, how am I feeling? What do I want to need in this moment? How do I want to feel? And what can I do to feel that way? Four simple things. How am I feeling? What do I want and need? How do I want to feel? And what can I do to feel that way? In times of uncertainty, in times of change, this is probably going to, the answer to this is going to change day by day and maybe even hour by hour. You know, one day you may feel like you want to be relaxed and they may want to feel calm or productive or energized or inspired, connected. Like there's no wrong answer here. When you ask yourself these questions, then you can do something small to make you feel the way you want to feel. Maybe you've got to take a little break and stretch your body. Maybe you're going to commit to doing yoga that night and find a little class online. Maybe you're going to put your room in it, your phone in the room for a couple hours so you can be productive. Uh, maybe you're going to clear out a closet if you haven't already done all of them during this pandemic yet. Uh, maybe you reach out to a friend. You go for a walk, get fresh air. You have a dance party, whatever it is. 
Focus on being intentional and checking in on where you're at now more than ever. And then take those small steps and actions to feel the way you want to feel, to respond to what your body and your mind and your heart is telling you you need because that's valid and it's also something you can control. Moving along to number six, create things to look forward to. This is probably one of the hardest things that I've struggled with as a planner during this pandemic. And I know I've talked to a lot of you guys too and a lot of our mastermind members who also struggle with this. I love having things in my calendar and I'm very blessed. You know, I often have a trip to look forward to, a date with a friend, a concert, like something to look forward to. And right now when things are so unpredictable, it's so hard to plan things. There's actually, by the way, this isn't just about being a type A planner, uh, although if I, you're out there, I see you, uh, I feel you, high five, solidarity. But there's also uh, some interesting psycho- psychological research around this too that shows that we actually get a lot of joy. We derive a lot of joy and fulfillment from the anticipation of doing something fun. And then we also get a lot of joy from after it too. This is why you've probably seen that experiences traditionally create a lot more joy than material things do for people. Because you not only get the, uh, you know, if you spend $100 on a thing versus $100 on experience, on the experience, you not only get the actual time that you've done it, whether it's a nice dinner or a concert or something like that, but you also get the anticipation that comes up to it, the actual experience, and then you have the memories afterwards. So you kind of get a triple triple thread in there. Uh, just wanted to drop a little more psychology in there for you. So how does this relate to this whole thing? Well, uh, right now when we don't have a lot of things to look forward to, we're missing out on some of that joy and some of that fun and anticipation. So I'm definitely missing out on that and you might be too. And you may not have even realized it till now I've said it. <laughs> so what I've had to do is to find ways to make it happen in other ways. When I first told my husband this, he was like, I was like, honey, I need something to look forward to. He was like, uh, what do you want me to do? Like airlines are literally not booking flights and we can't leave the country. Like, what do you want? I was like, oh, no, no, no. Let's keep it simple. So I suggest that you do the same. Right now probably isn't the time that we're planning our big trip to Italy or the big wedding that we dreamed of. And you may not even be able to see your family, and I know that's really tough. I don't want to diminish the significance of this, which is why I started this whole episode with talking about and making sure you're feeling the feelings and the grief and all that. But I also do believe that it is important for us to create things to look forward to. So here are some simple things you can do. Some things that I'm doing too. You know, setting up a – one of the things I did is set up a monthly phone call with some of my best girlfriends. And we committed that we were going to show up, even if it's just for five minutes – we're going to do it at least once a month. Uh, I'll be honest, at first when we committed, I was like, this is a big commitment. That's a lot. <laughs> now, our next call is two weeks away and it literally brings me to tears and gives me goosebumps to think about how excited I am for that call. I cannot wait to talk to my girlfriends and to see how they're doing and have a virtual glass of wine with them. It's small. It's not a big thing. It's probably something that I would have been too busy to do before the pandemic if I'm being real and honest with you guys. But now – Like this is the, I'm so excited about that. I'm so grateful for it. There is no reason why I won't be there. And this is something to look forward to. And this is something that you can do too, is to literally just connect and make a phone call with friends. Maybe you can plan to watch a rented movie that you've been looking forward to. Maybe you're going to give yourself a special night off. I know I've shared this before. I've been doing at-home spa nights with uh, doing some hot therapy and cold therapy. So hot shower or hot bath and then followed with a cold rinse and then just sitting and enjoying. Um, go listen to episode 30 where I talk more about that. Maybe you just plan for great takeout. We've done this a few times where we will order from a really fabulous restaurant in the city and then we've got something to look forward to. It's like, okay, we're going to have our favorite pizza place or our favorite ramen or our favorite – 
Chef Hawksworth, who is amazing, and shout out to him in Vancouver. Um, it doesn't have to be big either. It could be a sleep in, like letting yourself sleep in or taking turns to, to sleep in or a new book. Like just find ways, find things that you can look forward to no matter how big or small. It'll make a difference because you're going to get that added joy of looking forward to something. Let's keep going. Number seven, ask for help when you need it. I wish I didn't have to say this, but I know I do because I struggle with this, so I know I'm not the only one. Ask for help, my friend. If you need help, let's be honest, who hasn't actually this year? Ask for it. I also recognize and acknowledge that it is tougher than usual to get the regular help. You know, maybe you've lost some of your income or your business. Uh, Maybe you've lost loved ones. I know I no longer have access to my parents or my in-laws to help me out. It's even difficult to have my usual group of friends come help me out or, or even around the house or even to like go to a park together with friends right now is not a thing. So I've had to get super creative here and I want to encourage you to do the same. I've started ordering pre-made meal, meals. That's been one of the biggest game changers. And I want to also acknowledge that it may not be accessible for everyone. But first of all, it was more affordable than I thought. And second, maybe there's a way you can make things simpler. Maybe you can buy the pre-shredded cheese. Buy the pre-made meals at Costco. Maybe you can get your groceries delivered. Ask your partner to do the grocery shopping. Maybe you can ask a friend to help you out or take turns doing this. Maybe you create a mini circle or a social bubble um, within your within the guidelines, of course. I have to say that. Um, but offer to help out another parent and then you take turns doing it in a small circle, right? Um, you know, I've we all need help. I cannot do it all myself. I've had to start thinking about how I can get help in ways where before I found myself feeling guilty for it uh, or thinking it's too expensive. And now I'm like, no, I just need the help. If you need help, reach out. I also want to say this, you know, if you need someone to talk to, get help. If you need a friend, uh, crisis line, I'm going to drop links in the show notes here below for the crisis line numbers in our, in our area. Please get help. Even though I know it feels like we're alone and we may be physically isolated in a lot of ways, the truth is you are not alone. Please, please, please reach out for help. Know that you're not alone. Know that we, you matter. Ask for the help when you need it in any way, whether it's pre-made meals or you're really struggling in, and in crisis and you need support. So don't be shy. Get help. We have all needed it in many capacities this year and you're not alone. Number eight. Do something kind for someone else. I remember in junior high and high school, and I was in leadership classes, of course, so nerdy and so awesome. Uh, <laughs> we talked a lot about random acts of kindness. And I feel like it's been a long time since I've heard about this or really had it in the forefront. And I'd like to, like, can we bring this back? Do you guys, oh, I'm like thinking about that movie. It was called Pay It Forward or something, where it talked about the impact that one thing you do can make a massive impact down the road. When you do something for somebody else, I mean, it makes you feel good, which is also another reason to ask for help because you give other people a reason to help you and then they feel good too. So it's kind of a win-win. I know I just said that you can uh, ask for help and if you need it, go for it. And I'm not saying in this, hear me loud and clear, do not help others at the expense of yourself, okay? But sometimes a small gesture can go a long way and can make you feel better too. Maybe you can post a nice comment uh, for a small business or a friend. Um, maybe you can send someone a nice message. You can send flowers to someone you know is having a hard time. If you are cooking something or baking something, maybe you make a little extra and drop them off for a neighbor or a coworker or a friend. Maybe you can pay for the next person's coffee in line or make an extra donation to a charity that you care about or leave an extra big tip. 
all of these things are going to boost someone else's day and your own. Again, don't do this at the expense of yourself, right? You got to feel good first. But do this in conjunction with because it doesn't have to be something you do every day, but if you did this every couple of days or every week, I guarantee you it's going to make you feel better in your life too. Number nine, you'll see this is a common theme throughout all of these things, but I want to call it out because it's so important. I want to bring it home. Number nine, way to thrive during uncertainty is to create connection. Funny enough, I often before I record these episodes, I pull a card from my Danielle Laporte Truth Bomb deck. I'll link to those in the show notes too. They're super cool. So funny enough, I oh, there are little phrases and sayings and I never really know what I'm going to pull, but I always get the sense, and this is like, this is a little woo, but that's who I am. Um, I always feel like something I'm going to pull is going to resonate for something in this conversation or in a way that I have to show up. So this is really funny. This is what I pulled, and I'm just making this connection as I'm going through my notes for the episode. Here's what I pulled out on the card. Your success will be in direct proportion to the quality of relationships in your life. Let me say that again. Your success will be in direct proportion to the quality of relationships in your life. We are social beings, my friend. This isolation is challenging our mental and our social well-being. And while we may not be able to connect in person or face-to-face, that does not diminish the importance of relationships and connections right now. This means that we may have to put in a little more effort to connect with other humans, but man, this matters a lot. It doesn't have to be big and complicated. You don't have to have a huge virtual event or invite everybody to it. It can be complimenting a barista on his shoes. It can mean striking up a conversation with someone in your kid's class. It might mean sending out a text every day to one friend and just checking in to see how they're doing or sending a funny meme. Maybe it is a Zoom call with your friends or your family, virtual birthday parties, virtual games nights. There's so many options here. And you don't have to do it all yourself either. Remember, ask for help. (laughs) But don't forget to create connection. In these times of isolation, this is when it becomes most important for us to be connected to others. And as hard as this all is, I'm just so grateful and thank goodness that we're at least able to still stay connected virtually through our phones, through our computers, through this medium of our podcast. So take advantage of it create connection, reach out, and be connected. Number 10. You probably knew this was coming, but are you doing it? Because that's what matters. (laughs) Make self-care a non-negotiable priority. You know this, but seriously, in the first, you know, quote, lockdown, one thing that I did really right and really well was I prioritized myself and my health and my self-care right away. I prioritized my sleep, my vitamins, and my workouts. And this, I want you to carry through. You don't have to do exactly as I did, but remember that you are the vessel from which everything flows. And especially in a time when we're talking about health and well-being, you got to be healthy, right? That That is number one. If you don't feel good, if you are not healthy, if you get sick, or if you are struggling to thrive, everything else is going to suffer. Your family, your relationships, your work, everything around you, your community, you need to feel good. So this summer, I definitely... Now, I like my wine. I had a little too much wine <laughs> right now. In the next little bit, as things are uncertain, I'm being extremely conscientious and intentional with any alcohol that I'm consuming. I'm really focusing on feeling good and making sure I'm not numbing or getting into any dangerous patterns there. I want to be aware. I want to be able to make good decisions and to feel good in my life. So while I could get away with a little extra wine on the patio this summer, right now in this moment, not forever, just in this moment, I'm being super aware and intentional about that. 
in this sleep. How are you being intentional about your sleep? It is seriously time right now to take care of yourself, to take care of your health, your self-care, and make sure that you have the mental capacity and awareness and emotional capacity and awareness to thrive over the next couple of months of uncertainty. So I'm doing these things all over again, you know, getting back to being consistent with my workouts, even though honestly it fell off the train a little bit lately. Uh, I'm being diligent about my sleep again because again, there were times where that fell off and I didn't have to be as consistent, but it is time to get back to the basics now and I'm being super protective of my time, my energy, and my capacity, both in an emotional and, and physical way. And I encourage you to do the same. Now is not the time to be burning yourself at all ends of the candle. Now is the time to take extra care of yourself, whatever that means. That might mean journaling, that might mean healing, that might be working with a therapist, that might be getting your your nails done or doing it by yourself or whatever you got to do there. Go back to yourself. And this is where that question of and the whole point around checking in with what you need, self-care can tie directly into that. Take care of yourself because you are the vessel that everything is coming from. Okay. This is probably one of the most important, like really the first one and being your own expert and this one are probably the most important. So I wish I had a little drum roll, but imagine, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but that was my drum roll on my knee. Give yourself some grace. 2020 has been a crazy year. And if you are still listening, if you are still interested in personal growth and you're still trying to be your best, like you're freaking amazing. So listen up and give yourself grace. There is a lot happening in the world. This is unprecedented for all of us. Be kind to yourself, my friend. I want you to pay attention to what your inner voice is saying to you. As you're doing things, you're going about your day, you're working, you're picking your kids up from school, you're doing your workout or you're not doing your workout, what is your voice and your inner dialogue saying? Is it being kind or is it being cruel? You don't need anything else taking you down this year. So I want you to be sure that that voice in your head is being kind and giving you the grace you deserve. I recently had a great conversation with a client about this. She was telling me, (laughs) she was telling me that her best self was trying to get her motivated, trying to get her off the couch, and she was struggling to do it. So we did some coaching work and I asked her this question because I could sense that something wasn't right here. And I said, are you talking about your best self? Like, is your best self saying this or is this your inner critic? And what she realized is what she thought was her best self, this like motivating being, had actually become an inner critic for her. And this voice was telling her that she wasn't doing enough, that she had no time, that she was lazy, and that she needed to get going. I think this is important to hear because when you hear those kinds of things, if you're saying things like you're not doing enough, you're, you're lazy, you're, you should be doing more, any of those kinds of things, like that is nobody's best self. So if you're any of ever saying those things or hearing yourself say those things, that's not your best self, my friend. That is your inner critic. And I see this happen all the time. These two voices, they get confused. <laughs> they get confused and they sometimes sound a lot alike. And in times like this, I want you to help peel that apart and understand, tease it and figure out what's actually going on here. So check in. How are you talking to yourself? Is it with kindness and grace and space? And if not, that's what you deserve. Are you celebrating your resilience? My gosh, like, can you believe you're still here and all the things you've overcome? It's amazing. Are you recognizing how you're overcoming challenges? Are you constantly looking at what you haven't done yet, but you still have to do what you haven't accomplished and haven't done? Are you always pushing yourself to do more in a way that makes you feel like you're never going to be enough? Like, Those things are not good, right? We want you to go to the other way and recognize what you are doing and celebrating that you are enough. 
this advice, like I said, this holds true anytime. Really, anything in this episode is true anytime. But especially right now where I'm noticing so many people being their own worst enemy. And I want you to hear me. My friend, you are here and you are amazing. You are incredible and you're still standing. So I want you to celebrate how far you've come. I want you to be proud of your resilience. Be proud of what you've achieved and how you've pivoted and adapted and led this year because you've been leading, whether it's your family, your community, a board that you're on, your business, your team, yourself, you're leading. And I want you to be proud of that. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself credit. Give yourself like the biggest hug. (laughs) I wish I could do it for you because you deserve it. Well, there you have it. That's 11 ways that you can thrive during uncertain times like this. These are the things that help me in the first wave of this pandemic and this year. And I hope they'll help you too. Let me sum them all up for you. So number one, it is check with yourself. Hello, thank you for listening to me, but please remember that you are your own best expert. You are the one that knows. So check in with what worked for you and what didn't and what you can learn from your experience. Number two, focus on what you can control. Number three, feel your feelings. Give yourself permission to feel the fear, the anxiety, the grief that you got to and move through it Move through it so that you can come out to the other side of it. Number four, limit your media exposure. Number five, be intentional. Check in daily or even hourly. Like I said, every time you go to the bathroom, every time you fill up your water, whatever it is, and maybe first thing in the morning and at the end of the day, check in with how you want to feel, what you need, and then take action, something big or small that will make you feel that way. Number six, create things that you can look forward to. Number seven, ask for help. Whether you need it around the house, with your family, in your business, or you need someone to talk to because you're really struggling, get the help you need and you're not, remember you're not alone. Number eight, do something kind for someone else that boosts so many good things in you. Number nine, create connections. That is important. We are social beings. Connect with others. Number 10, make your self-care, your sleep, your health, your well-being, mental physical, all the things, make that a non-negotiable priority. Don't take on new projects right now if you aren't already feeling fantastic. And number 11, recognize how far you've come and give yourself grace. I hope that you are now able to take a deep breath and give yourself that grace. You now have ideas on how you can both address and express the concerns, the emotions, the grief that you're feeling and that are real. You have ideas on how to feel less of the things that are not serving you and how to proactively and intentionally find ways to feel more of the good things in your life because there is still good out there. Remember, if you want more on this, go ahead and grab the free PDF that I created for you, 50 Ways to Improve Your Life in 30 Minutes or Less. You can grab it at lisamishow.com slash improve your life. It's free. Uh, Link is in the show notes. Go grab it. I've been loving seeing you guys try them and hearing what you're loving. So, you know, you don't have to come up with all these ideas on your own. Let me help you out here. 50 great ideas. Go check it out. Remember here, the key to all of this is to do something different, to listen to this podcast and actually do something about it. Start simple. Start by taking one or two things that I've shared today and integrate them into your life. Maybe today you cry or you rest, or you book a call with your therapist. (laughs) Maybe tomorrow you order your favorite sushi and you give yourself permission to watch a good movie. Check in with what you need and trust and take great care of yourself because you not only deserve it, but it's more important than ever right now. I also ask that if you know someone else who needs to hear this, maybe they're struggling or they're looking for some tangible ideas and tips to not just survive, but to actually thrive through the next few months, 
please share this episode with them. I know it'll make a difference for them and it makes a difference for us too. Thank you so much for listening. I see you. I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering for you. You are more capable and amazing than you know. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls podcast.